1: hey everybody welcome back it's another forever mighty post game show except tonight we'll be talking about a ducks win with special guest chip from k-rock what's up chip how you doing
2: i thought i was just here to talk about cereal that's kind of my thing
1: we can talk about that i'm sure we'll (laughs) find a way to get into it and people love when we talk about cereal i mean we definitely talked about it when we were on your show so it's it's not an unknown factor here
2: trust me it has not stopped since you left (laughs)
1: i think it started before we got there too so it wasn't like we started it
2: i think maybe the cereal even came in before i started talking about hockey i think it's just always been there
1: you should probably add it to your logo it would make more sense that way
2: no i have a i have plans for t-shirts and i'm not going to give away what the back of the t-shirt says but it it plays in there Perfect. so uh when the when the totally off sides t-shirts comes out yeah you're gonna you're gonna get some magic
1: So, Chip, thanks for subbing in for uh, my lazy co-hosts, Jason and Eddie. Uh, You replaced two people in one shot, so that's good news. Um, Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself and nobody wants to hear that. So we appreciate you joining the show. Hell of a Ducks game tonight. uh, Yeah, great win. Right? Yeah, Great win. Off and on, it was great. I felt like some some parts of it were uh, very slow and very Ducks-esque from the past, but uh, they got through it and pulled out the 4-1 win.
2: Also, yeah. It's a very much a it was a very much a bendo break game where you know the first period we'll get into it, but but you know there was times where the Islanders were really putting the pressure on, but the Ducks just just held on and just didn't let them uh, get ahead.
1: No, they were able to, to hold the fourth down. Gibby was back in net. And, of course, we were, we were like, used to saying this so far this season. No Getzloff, no, no Kasha, no Silverberg, no Richie, although we have news about Richie, I'm sure everyone in the, in the world knows about that now. Uh, no Patrick Eves, no Carter Rowney. So plenty of uh, people that you would expect to be in the lineup at this point in the season still remain out. Um, John Gibson, man, is it going to be another season of the Gibby show, Chip?
2: I, I mean, I, I he, he probably, but I hope he has a better supporting cast. Like, uh, he, like it, one, on one hand, he's playing with it, you know, playing with standing on his head. And he's playing great, but he needs help. Like, there, you know, that game a couple of days ago where they had they pulled him after the, the second period when he faced 30 shots in one period. Like, he's great, but you can't just let him sit on his own like that.
1: No, I mean, he was he was laughing in net, but I wonder if he went to the locker room and was just super pissed at his defenseman for that performance in Dallas. That was probably the most brutal performance I've seen as a Ducks fan in a, a long, long time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's odd. I talked about it on my podcast this week about how the NHL media is finally getting the hit that Gibby's good. I'm like, you know, the Ducks fans are like, where have you been the last two years? He's always been good. Yeah, and we've he, been saying And now he's this playing forever. better than ever. yeah. You know he got six in the Vesna voting last year, and they're like, how? And, and but you know the highest save percentage in the league, and you're like, well, how do you, how are you guys just figuring this out? It's it's insane.
1: It's it's all West Coast, right? I mean, there has to be a little bit of play in there where they where they don't always pay attention to the West Coast, especially the Ducks. They're not one of those flashy teams, so yeah. they're not they don't have the young you know uh, stars that are that are flying up and down the ice like you have like let's say like in Toronto. Um, particularly there, right, or even over in Pittsburgh, where you have Crosby and Gino, they don't have those types of players. So I don't yeah. think the, I don't think too many people tune into Ducks games back
2: east. Yeah, if you put him in another, in another sweater, it's a totally different uh, ball game. 100 percent. They would pay attention. Yeah.
1: If he was in Toronto and Freddie was in Anaheim, then Gibby would be like, yeah, he'd probably have a Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: probably have two, and he'd use it like to like like block out his garage. He was not back in too far. He doesn't hit things you'd use them just to like
1: just to hang you know, up from, to out from, where from it's the to top park. of the garage
2: yeah yeah <laughs> so his windshields can hit it uh.
1: all right let's get on a gibby and a gibby rant i'm sure we will at some point later in the show but let's let's uh, kick off the central here and uh, get started with the first period
2: sweet gotta <laughs> get by Benning. darnell nurse left it in the corner gets up center <laughs> hey!
1: Aquí Jake away from Telani skipping away to Salani around his breath Goal! Tabu Salani with the steal. Off the, the floor! On the board! Oh Taria! So here we are, Chip ready to break down the first period of the Islanders and Ducks game. Uh, they kept mentioning on the broadcast that uh, this is, you know, the last time these two teams met, Hampus Lindholm had a hat trick. And it was kind of like, OK, this, they love to live on that. Uh, like always living mm-hmm. in the past, Allers and Hazy. They always like to point things out that uh, I think nobody remembers from last year until they started talking about it, which always cracks me up. Yeah.
2: And then all you're thinking about is maybe there is a hat trick tonight. Maybe Lindholm will get one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have your hopes up. You're like, God damn it.
1: It's like, well, I mean, Lindholm does score. I mean, spoiler alert. So, but no, yeah. no hat trick. We had a couple of yeah. interesting things happen in this game, though. Uh, the first period started off just, I don't know, kind of crazy. The Ducks and Islanders trading odd man rushes. It seemed like a very fast paced game in the beginning, but the more as, as the period kept going on, it just felt like the Ducks weren't really getting the grade A chances. It felt like the Islanders were kind of. Um, able to attack them in the neutral zone and then break up anything the Ducks had going on. Like, the Ducks just couldn't get anything going on the rush.
2: Yeah, and it seemed like there was some haphazard pa- uh, passing going on, too. I can't remember who, it I think it was Manson. Like, at one point, he did, like, you know, a spin cycle and then fired off a pass to nowhere, like, almost like a Gesloff special. And um, it also seemed like the physicality and the size of the Islanders was getting the best of the rookies in the first period. Like, they were just imposing their will at, you know, at will, whenever they wanted, like, just... You know, there was no uh, very little uh, pressure in the you know, Ducks offensively. Just it, the first period was rough on the Ducks, I think.
1: Yeah, it was just a very uninspired hockey. It felt like they just couldn't get anything in, into the Islander zone for any elongated period of time. And when they did, it was just like maybe a shot towards the net or near the net and then right back out. Um, I mean, they only had five on five, like two scoring chances. So they didn't look good in the first period, but somehow it just seems like the, just the way of Anaheim's you know season so far. This you know the way it's been going, except for the Dallas game, is they end up coming away with a goal. Uh, but yeah. Bef- before we get to that, let's talk about to getting in a fight
2: <laughs> well, versus Mayfield, and like even like you know I was like cringing over here, and you could like the announcers were like, Mayfield's not the guy you want to go toe to toe with in your first fight, and it it was over pretty quickly.
1: He got, dude. He landed a couple of solid punches on Comtois there. One over the top, and then the uppercut totally caught him on the chin. You could see it rattle a, a little bit on the slow mo replay.
2: Yeah, because Comtois, what he like seemed to wrap his arm around the back of Mayfield's head, but he did. He, but he didn't had he had no room to do anything offensively. He just kind of was like just latched on and like, held on for the best.
1: Oh, he was just holding on for his... I think once he grabbed him, he realized how strong that guy was. And he was like, ah, I'm in for it. He's like, oh, in bad move, bad move. <laughs> That's what they comes bail, to the broadcast. Like, you find out really yeah. quick as a young as a young player in the league, like who is who and who you don't pick on. And Mayfield is definitely not somebody that uh, Maxime Comtois wants to pick on there. But, yeah. <laughs> so the Ducks, Cogliano gets cross-checked the face by Nelson in the slot course that results in a power play. And on the re- on the ensuing power play, the Ducks are able to get a goal here. Uh Ducks get pressure in the zone, I mean which you would expect from a power play, which is great. Steel up towards the top of the blue line, rockets one on net, rebound comes back out directly in front to Ryan Kessler, who chops it dice. He's being knocked down, knocks the rebound home, and it's one nothing ducks.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but what a game for Kessler.
1: He's played well. He's played pretty yeah. well uh in his few games back. I mean, what he put up two goals tonight i think that puts him at four this season so far
2: yeah four and then i think he had at least one he had a couple assists right or at least maybe at least one since he's been back
1: i don't think i'll check his stat line there but kessler's looks he looks pretty comfortable he definitely looks comfortable back in here you haven't really seen the dirty nasty kessler that uh we've come to love over the past couple of years but that's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, the Ducks aren't in a position to be that way right now. I feel like they need to kind of not be the bullies anymore, and they kind of just have to play that speed game like everybody else is playing, and that kind of helps with all the kids in there with no, with no uh, no Perry, no gets off, no Eaves.
2: Uh, really quick, can I read the? I read this too offline, but um, this uh, tweet from Mike Kopinger. It's uh, Mike Kessler's post game interview. Oh yeah. Kessler said tonight's two goal game was a big middle finger to those who doubted he would return to form following hip surgery. I asked him how much he enjoys proving doubters wrong. I love it; it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> of course so good. it is. <laughs> Eddie Eddie pops in on our chat. Uh, he says he has three goals and one assist in four games. So I was off there yeah. on the goals, but he's you were right on the assist. So he's got four okay. points in four games.
2: Thanks, Eddie. Thanks for joining.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he sitting in the Toronto airport? Where it's what time is it there now? One fifteen in the morning, waiting for his flight. Poor guy. But. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Ducks <laughs> end up getting that one uh lead. We're able to take it into the locker room there. And like I like I said, too, just felt really uninspiring. But they were able to come away with a lead, and that's just kind of how the season's gone for them. They've been able to win these games by the skin of their teeth. Going yeah. into the second period, uh, they take an early pe- penalty but kill it off, and that was a much better PK this time around. We saw a penalty kill in the first period, and it was just kind of uh, typical. Like they were hemmed in their zone, I think, for what, like a minute, minute and a half in the first Minute and period. a half
2: until they cleared it, or yeah. It was brutal yeah and then uh i think this the uh, second period this penalty kill luke shen started coming through like he had a pretty dominant game the last the second uh the second periods of the game the well, second uh, two periods of the game. i can talk well it's been <laughs> long there. no he, I'm, I get he paid definitely
1: was somebody that stepped up i felt like that's yeah. something i wanted to talk about too is is not only was he brought in for like uh, you know to play defense clearly he plays a little bit of defense he's not the best option at five or six but he was also very physical, and the Ducks got pushed around a lot in that Dallas game. Uh, the St. Louis game was kind of, you know, not so physical much. But going into this, you know, th- the Islanders have Cal Clutterbuck and other guys on that team that like to hit, and Shin was able to play the body. I know he got Olivier, and he just like blew that kid up in the corner at one point. And then he also stopped uh, Johnston, and Johnston mm-hmm. I think was going for the hit, and Shin just laid him out.
2: Yeah, so it's good to see him. Um, you know, because his uh, season so far has been quite, pretty quiet for the Ducks.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't expect all that much, right? I mean, when you're talking about a fifth, sixth guy, it's kind of like how much does he really move the needle for you when he's only playing five, six minutes a night?
2: Exactly, yeah. So good so, to see him showing showing through, though.
1: Yeah, and I got to calm down because I was such a big, uh, like, hater on the Ducks fifth and sixth defenseman last year, and I would get so pissed. Like, why don't they bring in one of these young kids to come help out? And now I'm kind of like, it doesn't really matter all that much. I guess just, like, looking back at last season, I think Kevin BX's glaring mistake for me that was stuck in my head forever was his really sweet pass to Dylan Larkin and oh. um, Larkin was able yeah. to score. <laughs> so yeah. that's was, that was where like my hate for uh, Kevin BX has started to come out, but I don't know, maybe it was a little over-exaggerated on my end, but so the ducks were able to uh, to withhold the Islanders from much of this period. Um, but just uh, more of what we've seen earlier, a couple of turnovers in the, in the ducks own zone, mm-hmm. Manson and Raquel both turned the, the puck over consecutively as the Islanders were able to put some pressure on the ducks again. Matthew Barzell, I feel like that guy Dude, could have had three goals tonight.
2: Yeah, he was insane. And, like, it's crazy how he can hit the spin and then almost get faster while he's doing it, and his toy totally just, like, he was, like, all over the ice. Like, it's insane.
1: The way he like, holds that puck, I know they did a couple of things uh, when they were showing him, um, like, highlights of him in between intermission or whatever, where it's, like, they, they track the puck with him on it. And it's, like, he has the puck for, like, over 10 seconds in the, in the in, in the offensive zone. In multiple games that he's played, he's done that. I mean, I've seen highlight reels of him being able to score goals like that, and for whatever reason, it just sticks to him, and he's able to create that way.
2: Yeah, and um, you, you were watching the game. Uh, the, the, they had Josh Manson mic'd and him commenting on how fast Barzell is and how he has to like give him space because he's like he's he's just gonna blow right past me. I have to like play more conservative. It's it was it was really funny to hear. Which now I decided I need to mic myself for uh, my beer league games.
1: Oh, you totally should.
2: <laughs> but it's just to be, be be screaming at. We have a really reckless uh, another defenseman on the blue line, and he's reckless as hell. But somehow, he like he's also has nine lives, so he'll make the most boneheaded play in the world, but still manage to save a goal. And like, and but because it happens, it's all luck. But because it happens on his watch, he thinks it's okay. <laughs> Animus on the pitch just screaming at him all the time, like why are you throwing your stick across the ice? Like it's so dumb. So maybe I shouldn't mic myself. No, it you can totally be should. like then evidence you should, like,
1: be great clips of you, like you could put in your own on your own show.
2: That's true. i do it for I do it for comedy.
1: Yeah, you could totally do that. And you could like maybe cover yeah. up like when someone swears on your podcast, you could, instead of a bleep it's it's a it's a audio clip from your game.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> hey, you wanna <laughs> talk about the um the uh, goalie interference call
1: oh yeah that's I wanted to get to that for sure the Islanders appeared to score Clutterbuck and Barzell were jamming at it at the side of the net Gibby looked like he had it covered but I mean the referee's on the wrong side at the wrong time and it was it was well noted and it it, uh, was good too because I had forgot because I just hadn't seen it yet but the Ducks called a coach's challenge for goalie interference and I rolled my eyes at it I'm like dude this they never go the right way they're like oh yeah this goes to Toronto they don't they don't get to stare at this with the iPad anymore. Like this immediately yeah. goes to Toronto. Toronto gets the, gets on the call, and it turned out to be a good call. I thought.
2: Yeah, me too. I was, yeah, well, obviously, you know, if, uh, you know, for the Ducks, Some any bias. Ducks be, yeah, a little little bit of a bias, but also too looking at it, and uh, I think because well, Manson is mic'd, he you, you hear them talking to the ref like, how long is he gonna hold the puck for you guys to to whistle? Like he was pretty, uh, yeah, incensed by it as well. I mean, it,
1: it, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just had guys swarming Gibby uh, in consecutive games, especially in Dallas. Like, the defenseman really needed to step up and clear the front. And, and so when you see your goaltender get poked like that, and they just know how much Gibby's had to tolerate, I bet that was part of it too. But, I mean, honestly, they poked and poked and poked until the stick popped up and his and his pad went back. I was like, there's nothing they could have done about it at that point. But the Ducks get the uh, the no goal there, which everyone was happy about for sure. And then it seemed to be just minutes later, Ryan Kessler on the board again, which looked to be like a snipe from my original viewpoint of that shot from my couch. And then they mm-hmm. slow it down. It was like that puck was like doing like, I don't know. It was like a, like a, what do you call that in baseball? Not a curveball, but whatever. Like, was, a, like, like a knuckle,
2: like a knuckleball. Or yeah, yeah,
1: there you go. It goes. Like yeah. a knuckleball. And it just bounced and, and chipped up off the ice and went over the pad of Grice. And all of a sudden it's
2: 2-0. Yeah. And then the, the fair part of that was the the rebound came out of the net. And just to make sure he shot it back in the net <laughs> in
1: Kessler fashion, right? Of course he's going to yeah. wire it back in, even though he saw it go in.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like just going to make sure, you know?
1: So what did you think about Troy Terry's game? I saw a little bit of flashes of, uh, of some brilliance there. He had a, a nice pass from Sam Steele where Terry broke into the zone. One-on-one was able to get around the defenseman, but just didn't have enough real estate to chip it over Grice. But I, I saw pieces of Terry here where he like, well, okay, that's the guy I saw in training camp.
2: Yeah, like he's been quiet the last couple of games. Uh, where I think he was a healthy scratch, what, a game or two ago. Yeah. Um, and I think all these rookies are buzzing pretty well right now. I think there was a line, um, was it Terry and maybe, maybe Terry? or sure what? Like they had a breakaway and they're passing to each other. And it was just so ni- like it's just so cool to see these kids like contributing so early, you know, six seven games into the season. Um, but yeah, I think I thought Terry looked pretty good.
1: No, I did too. Uh, I thought. I mean, the rookies yeah. have been looking really good, but it was finally nice to see Terry show up. Just because he's always been touted. You remember how excited everyone was to get the guy, the kid from from uh, from the World Juniors that was going five hole in the shootout. You know, he played in the Olympics, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's older, so he should be dominant. And he yeah. just hasn't looked good this season. And
2: yeah, and he's kind of been game. yeah he's been he's been like overshadowed yeah by Sherwood and and Comtois for sure. Who saw that coming? Um, at, at least not this dominant, but. Yeah, so to see him come to come out a little bit was was nice.
1: Oh, for sure. And I mean, even Lundestrom has had better games than Troy Terry has. So, I thought that yeah. was it was great to see Terry come out and, and work hard today. Um and then it just kind of goes through and then I started to get pissed off uh tonight chip. I don't know if you love it or not, but I can't stand it. The damn wooing begins uh just before the second period ends. I just I kept after Kessler scored that goal, everyone's like just doing the the freaking Ric Flair in Honda City yeah, nonstop. And-
2: and I used to be a pro Woo person because it's fun. It's fun. It's dumb. Especially, like, because, you know, it started at, I know it's been kind of all over the league, but it started at the Honda Center when they had the huge, like, Ric Flair montage one game, and it kind of stuck around because of that. But there needs to be, you know, we need to have, like, a fan meeting, which is ridiculous. But, or some, figure out, like, when to do it. Because it's, it's effective if you all do it at once. But if it's just here, here for a second, you know, five minutes into a game and then 15 minutes into a period, like it's so scattered, like that's dumb. But if you figure out a way, I would just have us rather come up with our own thing because the woo is all over the league. It's not just here. Um, But to actually have a purpose for it, that's like the the scattering all, all over the place and all like all the time that 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 bugs me.
1: Like, I know in Philly, after they score, they do it, and it's all collective, right? And then they, yeah. they play it over, over the PA system. So everyone does it together, and then it's done. It's so mm-hmm. like everyone's wooing constantly, and I just feel like, I don't know. I, I ranted on this on our, one of our bonus shows for Patreon about a week ago. I, was, I actually got upset about it. I was like, this is so dumb. Because I remember being yeah. at a game and it happening. It was just driving me nuts. But that's I could rant all- again.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm all for like, um, you know, because we, we don't, again, again, and again, and again, Nashville's fans um, are touted for having like these great goal chants, these great goalie, like you know, they yell at the goalies. They have you know, they have things for everything. They have those chance, are pretty they have, good. They have cheers, and the Ducks don't really have those. And I would it'd be awesome for the Ducks to have those, but it just needs to be organized. You need to figure out. It's just yeah, just to get their own identity and to be more vocal at games because sometimes they aren't very vocal and that's kind of a bummer when you're like hey we're the home team and we're not really doing much get a woo here and there you know what i mean
1: no totally i've had people that um that aren't from california that moved here like i have one of my friends uh used to live in in chicago and was fortunate enough to to get into hockey during the heyday in chicago and they you know winning cups you know in the past eight years and he was here, and he's like, man, Honda is quiet. Like, you guys are just yeah. really quiet here. I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of the crowd, man. It just
2: Yeah, it's, I've heard, we're too polite. I'm like, that's not it either. It's just like, but uh, also with, with Nashville, what they did was, what was pretty smart is when, I don't know if they still do this, but when they're first getting these chants together, when you walked into the game, they would hand out cards saying, when this happened, when this, you know, when we're on penalty to kill, chant this, here's what the goalie chant is. So, like, they taught their fans.
1: Ah, so, very interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so on one hand, people are going, hey, you need to like, you guys have like a, a to do list, and like, no, that's that's how you get everyone on board.
1: That's how you create a th- a thing, right? That's how you get yeah. everyone to do the same thing. I think that's a good idea. I mean, it sounds yeah. stupid, but it works. Let's Clearly, make it happen. It we should. We'll make
2: our we'll make our own and pass them out or at least until security stops us.
1: So when we go to Paul Korea night. We'll just stand, We'll get there like extra early and just stand it. Uh, <laughs> we're at that break like, where everyone lines up to get in. Security and just hand out all these flashcards. <laughs> 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 i don't think they would do that
2: <laughs> what wrong could come from this
1: <laughs> no no one's gonna get upset about that uh, gordon yeah. bombay wants to challenge us in chat he says honda center is too quiet but stop wooing you guys are tripping <laughs> the woo get, just pick, pick up something else no. i don't know man yeah, I'm just not a fan of the woo when I'm sitting right at the right happen. Anyway, I don't want to get into come it. Come on, come on, Coach
2: Bombay. <laughs> I'm just saying the woos are fine, but just we need to have a system for it. So it's actually so if everyone woos at the same time, it's actually louder.
1: Yeah, then it's, collective if it's, and it's three fun. guys
2: wooing. It's nothing. No, that's what I'm saying. Just be organized.
1: <laughs> so the Ducks end up uh, taking the two nothing lead into the third period here, and then Henrik gets on the board. Comtois on the rush into the zone, throws it on net from I mean basically the goal line, bottom of the circle. Pops it up, Grice loses sight of it, and then Henrik bats it out of the air. This line has been dangerous since the beginning of the season, right? All seven games and all, but still, uh, it's great to see Uncle Rico put in the goal there.
2: Always, yeah. And he he was one of those signings over the offseason that I was most happy about. It was Kasha and Rico were, like, the two main ones that I was really stoked to. Because Rico, like, you know, he traded here from the Devils, and he was uh, involved and, you know, making plays and stuff almost instantly you know with that famous you know flipping the puck over vatnin who we got traded for into the you know it's rico's been an awesome story i think
1: oh i think so too i mean yeah that goal will always be and you you, if you were to ask somebody like five six years down the road who's a ducks fan remember you remember like what's what's the your favorite um henry goal? they're always going to point to that sammy vatnin goal unless unless henry puts in like a game-winning goal for a cup yeah (laughs) yeah, that's like
2: yeah. On your first goal, you already had like you made your you made your Ducks history. That's not a bad that's not a bad way to go
1: against the guy you tra- you were traded for, which is absurd. Like, what are the chances yeah. of that happening? But that that was and
2: awesome. A, and a lot of poor fans fans of him but then to see him totally get clowned, you're like, holy crap! All right, this trade is. The trade is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, glad we got rid of you. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although they did open but, up holes in our defense, but still, yeah, I, still, I feel. Yeah. I man, that's a whole other. Yeah. A whole other topic, but that, that was great to see Henrique come back over here for sure and sign that contract. Um, and this is where we got the hits by uh, one of the hits by Shen, the hit on Bolivia Just uh, people say there's no hitting in the game anymore. Like, what are you talking about? Like, just make it clean. That was as clean of a hit as you're gonna get. I felt like maybe the puck had left a little bit. But,
2: yeah, he didn't do a choke slam afterwards. That's why it's fine.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. I got lit up on social media about commenting on that hit by Matheson on on Peterson. Honestly.
2: Yeah, the hit was fine. It was the choke slam at the end of it. And then when people, you know, like I'm with you. Like that's the hit. The hit, There's nothing wrong with the actual hit.
1: No, I got broed up though. Like it was all these bros on Instagram that were on a on a hockey um, on a hockey Instagram page, and they were like, "It's you know, you got to be a man. You got to sack up. It's part of the game. You know, welcome to the show." I'm like, "Welcome to the show." You put your stick between a kid's legs and then grabbed him by his, by his, like almost by his neck and threw him down to the ice. Like, I, that's not hockey, man. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah. And he was mad because a rookie clowned him, made him look like a fool. Like, oh, he
1: got dangled. Oh, he totally got yeah. dangled. He like dove on the ice and tried to sweep the puck and missed. It was great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, <laughs> but, more but digressions. But, Clear. Yeah, but right
1: Shen. <laughs> got to go back to Shen. We got we to get some yeah. praise from him. You mentioned that it was like his best game of the season. I think so too. Uh, he played well defensively. He was able to read plays um, and pick off passes. I thought it was a great game uh, for Luke Shin for sure. But do you uh, think he
2: was uh, maybe motivated a little bit by that signing today?
1: Um, maybe, maybe, right? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think that uh, I mean, from all accounts, he's the the guy we picked up was. I'm trying to think of his name now. Shoot, I didn't even yeah. grab that. But he's another defenseman that the Ducks picked up. Um, I want to say his doc. Is it Docton?
2: Dustin? Docton?
1: Docton? Yeah, I'm gonna say his name wrong. Someone in chat's gonna blow me up about it. Yeah, which is great. I'm
2: I'm I'm about like on my podcast I say I'm about 75 percent wrong on all uh, pronunciations of hockey names.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. Do- Doctin Docton. I think that's his name. Anyway, by all accounts, he's a much better player than what we have on the bottom of the uh, of the Ducks pairs there. But he's probably gonna to go to San Diego, I would think, and get a couple like tune-up games, I guess, for the Ducks. Um, sure and see what works out there but yeah because
2: you kind of left the lighting on bad terms like weird terms right they said like he wasn't in shape or
1: he came out of shape like that's the yeah. worst thing as an athlete i feel like somebody could tell you yeah <laughs> thanks for coming to to work today uh yeah you're too fat you need to go home <laughs>
2: yeah see you later
1: <laughs> you need to go work on your cardio cardio or something man but mm-hmm. uh i don't know we'll see what happens with him i mean maybe he shouldn't well he stepped his game up for that for sure but I mean, you got to talk about some other guys that are coming around and maybe they got to step their game up, too, because, you know, Nick Ritchie's signed, which we'll get to here in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, this third period was kind of just the Ducks kind of shut it down. Um, I felt like, like the Islanders didn't get a lot of grade A opportunities in the third period. The Ducks didn't really have a lot of grade A opportunities to go back to the way. It was kind of like a chess match. Ducks just wanted yeah. to run the clock out. Um, but then did you see the Clutterbuck uh, infamous Getzloff pass in the slot? He had like a breakaway, like a mini breakaway uh-uh. from the slot, and he dropped it back to somebody behind him, and he was right in front of Gibson for the shot. Dropped pass oh. to nobody. It was beautiful.
2: The Getzloff special. Yeah, the Getzloff special, well, he, and it well, wasn't an over. Well, he was, he was paid tribute since Getzloff wasn't playing that night. He's like, well, someone's got to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me, let me just fill in for the, for I the think, ball I guy I think right if here. you go back
2: to the tape, you hear him yelling, For Getzy.
1: Forgets he. he dropped past a yeah. nobody who he, he thought was yeah. like I'm like dude just take the shot I mean obviously he he screwed that up but uh, so we thought Gibson would get away without having to give up a goal but the Islanders end up getting a floater at the end from the point from Mayfield off of Johnston I mean nothing Gibby can do here through traffic puck to flex off the stick and now it's three to one. Yeah. Um, 30
2: seconds left too like so close to a shutout and yeah
1: it's just like you kind of felt like it was gonna happen right like I just. I always get that feeling, and maybe that's my fault, right? And that's why Gibby gave it up. But, and then the Ducks would get one right back, though Lindholm off the op- off the draw, like yeah. all of a sudden now it's four to one. Ducks get the empty netter. That and it kinda was it kind of was a flow It
2: kind of like it kind of trickled in the net. Like it wasn't. It kind of had a weird trajectory. It wasn't really that fast. But this to see two Islanders try to give chase to it, but they still couldn't catch up to it to save it.
1: It was like the in between, right? It didn't hit off somebody. Mm-hmm. I think someone tried to glove it down, and it just kind of like didn't get enough of it.
2: Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was awesome. So yeah, right off the
1: center, out, out, off the center, I yeah. stuck seal the win four to one. Um, let's get into some post game stuff here. The biggest news of the night, obviously is Nick Ritchie is signed for three years, 1.533 average annual value. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Ritchie coming back into the lineup here? I know Getzloff wasn't happy about his holdout. I know that he mentioned mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, he would rather have him here in the lineup. I'm sure he has other words to say about that, you know, in private that hockey players aren't really vocal about that kind of stuff usually. So, but interesting to see Gutsloff speak out on it a couple weeks ago. But what's your, what are your thoughts on Richie coming back?
2: I mean, for the price, if it, would been, if it was for more money, I'd be upset. Um, and uh, there's a great article. I'll, I'll give props to Anaheim Calling. I think F- CJ wrote it or Felix. I'm sorry, whoever wrote it. I forget who wrote it. But I know it's for Anaheim Calling, And they broke down stat-wise for Richie. And offense, like shot-wise, and when he's on the ice, he does contribute. It's just he can't get out of his own way with penalties. Um he,
1: he does take a lot of dumb penalties.
2: Yeah. He pulls a dumb. But um so I, I and I think he kind of also brings a physicality to the uh to the offensive side of the Ducks that maybe they're lacking right now cuz with the rookies they don't really have much in size. Um they're kind of getting pushed around a little bit. Um so he can he can bring that to the Ducks. Uh he just has to stay up his own way with the penalties and cuz he just that was obviously that's what the uh the big uh the tractor for a lot of Ducks fans about him is that he puts the Ducks in these bad positions
1: oh for sure I, I agree with that 100% I mean he would just take dumb dumb roughing calls or, or cross checks here and there he's a tough kid and that's the kind of game he plays he's a, he's a power forward um, he hasn't been able to light it up like he was able to light up a bit in the AHL he hasn't really hit his stride I feel like in the NHL and mm. it's like Eddie and I have talked in the show a number of times where it's like he is what he is at this point. It, it, nothing wrong yeah. with a with a solid middle six forward. If he can play yeah, sometimes. Think, yeah, oh, there's
2: way too much um, emphasis on his draft picked status. Like that's not his fault where he was picked. Like um, it's, it's he's he's young. So it's I don't think it's it's too soon to say he's a bust or whatever. Like I think people are too uh, they latch on to that that draft pick number.
1: 100 percent I mean yeah. I understand it though right you expect more out of that out of, out of the out of a first round pick like that but I mean if he's gonna be a guy that puts up 30 40 points and be productive and stay out of the box I'm all for that and if he's gonna be a tough guy add to that too like not let his linemates get pushed around no problems at all it's kind of like he is what he is I was actually shocked at the at the amount of the contract honestly I thought he was going to expect some gigantic number and that's mm-hmm. why they were so far apart and then to see that it was coming out that he just you know a three- year deal. 1.5 per is like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, I will right, we'll take for? it. I don't know I yeah. what the hell the holdup was. <laughs> yeah. So, like I thought he was asking back, for Dick like Ritchie. Tom Wilson money. <laughs> 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 Which we all with know minus- that would not be good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The caps are going to be in a, in a fun position coming up in the next couple of years. Oh, with that contract, hundred percent too. Yeah. Right?
1: And he's not even playing. He had to sacrifice $1.2 million out of his contract because he misses 20 games.
2: Yeah, have fun with that caps.
1: <laughs> Let's get to uh, some injury updates here. Jacob Silberberg did not play tonight, as we talked about earlier. Uh, fractured the tip of his finger, but it's not displaced, so I guess he's week to week. I guess you would call it.
2: Yeah, I, I guess it, 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 it was. Yeah, it's not long term, and he's he's still skating. He's just not puck handling right now, obviously with the finger issue.
1: I saw the uh, him, the, they showed a video of him on the bench during the game when that happened. He was pissed. He was like stomping his foot on the bench, just angry. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it felt good, but it's like he knew it was broken when he left the bench. It, it didn't look good for sure.
2: Yeah. And doesn't it seem this season, because I think the Ducks are now like we've been here before, like they seem better equipped now with, you know, we have all these injuries and last year it was pretty detrimental. Like it was a rough first, what, month, month and a half last year. Um, but with the Ducks being five and one, one, and like, the, it almost seems like, oh yeah, we well, we did this last year. We know how it is. Well, we don't have anybody. we we're, We got this.
1: Isn't it? Don't you feel like we've had these injuries or something going on every single year for like the past three or four years? Like yeah, I, I really feel think. like that.
2: Someone's got to check their, their locker room. I think there's a voodoo doll hiding somewhere.
1: Well, it's like they had mumps like, a yeah. few seasons ago. And then we had um, the holdouts for Manson and Raquel, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get signed. And then Manson and Votnin go and have off-season shoulder surgery. Was it last summer?
2: Uh, that sounds late. right, yeah.
1: gets hurt, kessler's hurt it's like eves doesn't play a whole year i'm like what is going on like i feel like there's just something in uh, in anaheim that's going on that's that's a that's weird something in the air something in the water it's just unreal to me how many injuries the ducks have suffered over the past few seasons and the fact they've been able to get to the top of the pacific and then make the playoffs is is just insane to me i mean i know they got they got freight trained last year by the sharks but I mean the fact that they were able to pull that season out, thanks John Gibson, thanks Ryan Getzloff. Um it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do that this year and how many kids they're able to keep up.
2: Yeah, and at least for right now, like we're you know, with with the games we've been winning, uh, it's that it, it gives us a nice cushion that we didn't have last year as far as points wise, you know, especially with now with the Sharks, the Kings and Vegas all underperforming right now, as as far as what everyone's expectations were. And again, it's early in the season, but it's just uh um yeah it's it's just nicer to have a nice start to the season rather than all of us sitting here miserable waiting like well December we always get good let's just wait for December
1: <laughs> Yeah right just got to wait for the yeah. wait for Christmas and then things will turn around the second half ducks will come around and everything will be better no one has to worry anymore
2: Yeah so it's kind of nice to get the points now and have less of the you know less of the uh acid reflux later you know in the middle of November It's just all Dump and Chase.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. We don't like Dump and Chase hockey, but that's that's Ducks (laughs) hockey. Um, On Getzloff's status, I felt like the Ducks teased. They totally teased a bit because Mm -hmm. they they like, who are you looking forward to? to Like, the Toyo player of the game or something like that on Twitter? And Getzloff was one of the options. And and then, like, they deleted that tweet and put it back out without him on there. And I was like, what? And then, you know, Bob Murray puts out a statement today saying, you know, during the game or just before the game, right? It was like, on Getzloff's status, getsy could be ready by saturday in vegas he was close tonight but we decided to take a few extra days we don't need him re-injuring it so Mm -hmm. good so everyone there's the there's a status update on ryan getzloff you're gonna probably see him this weekend carter rowney could be in on saturday there's a chance he skated yesterday he'll skate tomorrow and then your boy chip uh kasha we got kasha yeah getting closer he may get cleared thursday or friday he has another. If he has another good day tomorrow, we'll send him to get a final clearance to join the team. He's been sympt- symptom free for several days, which is good news. I saw that by Eric Stevens on Twitter. So mm. good news on cautious front man. Two concussions and back to back seasons is brutal.
2: Yeah, and, and you got to feel for that kid who who has showed so much like energy and uh, you know even as a young player, like it's it's just a bummer too to see him take these like hard hits and have to be out. Because we all expected him to just be, you know, contributing right away. So.
1: Yeah, he's a fasty 20-goal scorer last—or feisty, excuse me. Fasty, feisty. <laughs> he's fast. He, he
2: might be fast, you goal scorer.
1: Know. <laughs> I'm just creating vocabulary as we go along here. Yeah. So I expected a lot out of him this season, too. And we, we were hoping for a big year for him. And then it was nice to see uh, Jakob Silverberg step up this season, too um a contract year and that typically means that these players you know were able to get to that next level or try to get to that next level and push hard so all these injuries just keep happening hopefully this is gonna this is just gonna be October come November we'll have all of our all of our guys back except for Perry and then we'll probably have Perry back around December there's no way I heard people uh, on Facebook or on uh, even on uh, just online in general saying that uh you know they hope the Ducks are able to like bury him somewhere in the lineup or bury him in the AHL it's like they don't know what no movement clause means. Like it means <laughs> Corey Perry can just give you the middle finger and say he's playing, or you're just gonna scratch him. Like he's not gonna yeah. go to the AHL.
2: Yeah, but I will say though, it's like as far as the injuries, like it's just it's good to see now that like you know, with, especially with last year with uh with Kessler and finding out he was grinding all season when he shouldn't have been playing. Like the Ducks being smarter about all these injuries and not rushing players back. That's uh, that's been good to see.
1: No, like, that's one hundred percent.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to see Kessler. I don't want to see a Kessler grinding out and playing at fifty percent and looking like he's not enjoying it and he's not contributing. I'd rather him if he needs to sit out, let him sit out. And they're talking about you know letting him you know maybe not having him do back to backs or letting him play a stretch of games. But if he feels that hip giving him issues, they will they won't hesitate to scratch him for a game or two to give him some rest.
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, he's what thirty four years old, which is you know old in hockey time. Which you know, mm-hmm. I'm 34 years old, so it sucks to say that, but yeah, like he's uh, he's near. Whatever, th- man, I'm
2: 31, old man. I still <laughs> got the best playing years ahead of me. He's I got the freshest legs in the league
1: of, of like retiring, and here you and I are like, yeah, we still got like 30 years left, at least yeah. at least 30 more years. <laughs> so oh, we're
2: gonna work forever.
1: Yeah, right. I think we are forever. It's just never gonna go away. But uh, yeah. Patrick Eves' status, he's still coming along. He has his good days and bad days. He'll have three or four good days, and then he'll have a day when it's sore, usually when he shoots too much. We back him off and go at it again. Doctors say, this is totally normal. We want him to be comfortable when he comes back. He's still practicing with the team. I, they never said how he injured his shoulder, did they? I know It was a mystery. I had a friend tell me that uh, he, like Bob Murray, told him at a cafe that, like, oh, you know, he hurt his shoulder in a car accident, which – my buddy's run into him before. So yeah. maybe it's not BS, but it's just kind of strange that like he, he comes off like this life threatening mystery illness. And then all of a sudden he has a shoulder injury and he's not playing and he's like further behind. Kessler. I
2: had heard it was during training, but it could be totally or like during the conditioning and stuff, but that totally could be wrong too.
1: That seems more likely than yeah. like a random car wreck. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's Southern California, but still, I don't know. It was just kind of like strange to me. So hopefully he comes back. I mean, he gets signed to that that nice three year deal after he puts up you know career numbers, misses a whole year, and now he's injured again to start the season. Just a real tough break for a great dude. So yeah, that's tough for Eves. Um, Do you want to hop into uh, to some questions on Twitter here, Chip? Sure. What we got? All right, let's see what we got here. We're gonna pull. Them. Well, we got one from Eddie, of course. Uh, Eddie's of gonna course. pop in with a question.
2: He can't Let's be see. on the podcast, but he's gonna ask questions.
1: Oh, he's got he's got to ask questions. I'm sure there's <laughs> something lovely too. I wonder if it has to do with cereal. Probably. Let's see what he It's Directed
2: it, at me, probably.
1: It is a cereal question.
2: <laughs> All right, what do you got, Mister? I don't drink. I don't, I don't eat cereal with milk.
1: Yeah, weird guy. He
2: eats it dry, guys. He eats it <laughs> dry. So he know that about your podcast host. <laughs> he
1: says, "Why is cereal without milk the best option for cereal?" Then he says, "For reals though." With Docton coming in, what's your ideal bottom pairing? Picking one from each side. Any lists on the left side: Pedersen, Larson, Mahura, Right side: Shen, Schuster, and Docton. What's your best pairing?
2: I, I like Pedersen a lot. I'll just. Um, but what, what, my one concern about Docton is when he comes in is it's another it's the same thing with like Richie that they have a problem with penalties. Like, and I've, I've read somewhere that the Ducks, I think it was OC Register, that. The ducks right now have been really good about not being generous as giving up penalties, um, but then you have two guys coming into the lineup potentially who are penalty machines.
1: And so that's you my talk concern about with Docton and Richie, Yeah,
2: Docton and Ritchie. Yeah, and Ritchie, yeah. yeah well, obviously, Richie's not a, a defenseman, but I'm just saying, like, b- both of them have a penchant for uh, making penalties happen.
1: That's true. Um... Yeah. I would still have to go with Docton, and then if I were to pick our left side D, I really want to see uh, Mahura get a chance. I'd love to see Docton on the right side of Mahura on the left side. I think that would be an interesting pairing. Um, have we
2: seen much of Mahura yet this season?
1: No, I don't. Yeah. He's not up with the club at all. I think he played a yeah. little bit in preseason, and that was it. So I want to say maybe he got hurt, but I have to go back and check.
2: Hey, um, uh, in the chat, Baybolt says uh, it's Dutchin. We're Dachin. pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, I'm an idiot, Dachin.
1: Baybolt. Thanks. I don't know how to yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, thanks, his man. Name.
2: Yeah, I'm awful at pronunciations. Yeah. Dutchin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, Stephen Toff on Twitter says, is it possible for the Ducks to get Nylander? No. We can say thanks to uh, our good friend Eddie for putting out that rumor on Twitter because nobody was talking about it. And then he decides to go on Twitter and, like, he didn't really say it was going to happen. He was saying, like, look out for this to happen because the Ducks picked up Dotchin, And, mm-hmm. you know, he's another right-handed D. So that means they're going to move somebody to bring in a winger. So, I don't know. Do you think... Stir
2: the pot, man.
1: Yeah, right. Always got to stir the pot up. Do you think? You... Do you think the Ducks have any remote chance in bringing in a guy like William Nylander? Um, and at what cost? I don't even
2: know if we have the. I don't even know if we have that kind of caps. I mean, I, I don't really follow like contracts or the cap. But do we have anything left cap wise? I don't think we do. Maybe enough to buy like a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like sign a sign a Big Mac for four seasons, but I think that's all we have. I don't I mean think the, we have much.
1: The Ducks right now have uh, cap space, current cap space, eight point five million dollars cap space. All right. I mean, they got some LTIR, long term injury reserve, because of Perry, right? So they're going. But you have to kind of reserve lead.
2: that because if Perry's expected to come back, you don't want to tie that up another money.
1: No, I mean, I guess what you what, what people want you to do is to say they're going to take. You're gonna keep half of Perry's contract, and then get rid of Perry, so you retain that four million, right? But then you also don't start free the, four million. Don't
2: start so. the Perry, moving Perry talk again. I'm no, people, people think it. it's <laughs> gonna
1: happen, but it's like he can he can just like say no. So it's yeah. it's no one else's decision but his. But uh, they have the cap room to get William Mealer, but I think it would come at a cost, like a defenseman. Like you're talking Brandon Montour, Josh Manson, um maybe if you're able to move cam fowler but he's signed long term i'm sure he's got a no movement clause on his deal as well so Mm -hmm. yeah he does he has a modified no trade clause so they could i just don't think they do it it's not a bob murray thing to go out and make a flashy deal for a high profile guy like that so i don't know but chip i'll I'll make you be the bad guy if you had to pick getting rid of josh manson (sighs) or brandon montour in order to get william Nealander, who do you who do you get rid of
2: i hate you I wouldn't do it.
1: <laughs> Just, I'm not doing it. You can't force do me it. to do it.
2: No, can't make me. It's not my podcast. I'm a guest. You have to be nice to me.
1: <laughs> you don't want to be the bad guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't really, I don't really know. Who would you take?
1: Um, I'd probably move Josh Manson.
2: Yeah. It'd be a more tough apl-
1: I just yeah. I, I just like I love uh, Brandon Montour's game his skating and being able to move the puck out of the zone I think is a good is is really just a little bit better than Josh Manson at this point he's he has, he has more offensive upside he's able to be that trigger guy on the power play with which the Ducks like fail to utilize every game I think mm-hmm. I think Montour on the half wall is a great option for him um, Manson's more defensive minded so far so if I had to pick I would take that side of things but whatever it's not happening i wish steven i wish you were right man and he was and william melander was coming here but move on here don't feed phil on twitter says do you think kessler is officially back i'll let you take this one chip as far as offensive production so what we've seen from four points in four games is the old kess back
2: i think it also like, the fact that i was on kess, uh, kessler uh patrick watch tonight um i would say it's Tides are pointing to pretty good. I mean, he's going to be smarter about his, his hip. Like we talked about earlier. Um, but he's, he's motivated. Like we said, like his post game interview, I, I I think he is. I think he's back as, as far as he pushing, he knows his abilities right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think he is.
1: Do you think, you think he's able to hit like 40 to 50 points this season?
2: Um, I mean, if he keeps up this pace, definitely. Um, but we'll see, you know, how many time, how many games he misses, like, you know, with, with with the hip thing. Um, if he's not hitting forty or fifty, I think he's gonna push it. I think he's gonna get close.
1: I think so too. I think as long as he's I mean, healthy, there's a good chance for him there.
2: Yeah, I think he's extremely motivated. Cause he knows how he played. We you know we all saw how he played last season, and and he's a very competitive guy. And I know it probably didn't sit well with him, his <laughs> performance. So I think he has a chip on his shoulder, and he's just ready to ready to go
1: as long as he doesn't like break his hand on Ryan Johansson's face right <laughs> when they end up fighting here in November you know that's going to happen they're no, definitely going to Well what's going to happen
2: cuz cuz going to a turtle and yeah it's 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 not going to be an issue
1: <laughs> so we have uh, the swinty on twitter says do you agree the team is really starting to play better even though we lost the sh- uh, the shot battle i him. me says we outplayed them Kess seems back to a couple of years ago almost looks faster um, I would say the Islanders probably outplayed the Ducks the majority of this game. Um, but the Ducks not not badly. It was closer than most nights. I, I, you, would you agree? Would you, you see? It yeah, like that, and even or? like
2: even that first period that didn't look very well. It didn't look very like look very good. Um, they were still they were even on shot counts. So these right. like, the Ducks were able to contain. I'm looking up the stats for this this game. Do you know what the shot count was at the end of the game? Trying to um, find
1: the final shot count at the end of the game have to bring this up you put me on the spot here and i don't have this number yeah. in front come of me. on man <laughs> what kind of host are you okay Where yeah you? so
2: it was the uh, yeah Islanders 35 anaheim 25 so i mean it's obviously better than that dallas game i think it's too early to tell if the you know the ducks are doing much but you know it's, it's so early um but it, it it's like we said to talk about earlier like this start is trending in the right direction like it's you know, it's, be- it's a best a better feeling I've had watching the Ducks early in the season I- than I've had in a long time. I mean,
1: the, the scoring chances in the third period were pretty far apart. The Ducks got outplayed, but that's a lot of that is score effects. You know, you start playing Randy Carlisle third-period hockey with the lead, and you just try to, like, get rid of the puck as fast as you can and not push out, and I feel like the Islanders pushed hard in that third period like they should. So just that always happens, I feel like, in every game. You know, no matter what game you're watching, a team's leading, it's just going to happen. Um, yeah. But I think it was closer. It was a better game, but the Islanders aren't great. So, I mean, I'll take a win.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and also, t- like, the, the defense was much better on the back check today, giving Gibby a lot more help than he has been getting the last couple games.
1: Oh, he had way more help today than he has, uh, yeah, for sure. It wasn't the Gibby yeah. show, which is nice. Um, So, Jacob on Twitter says, wow, come to us, really impressed. I feel, uh, I feel like him, Sherwood, and Steele stay up when everyone is healthy. Do you agree? What do the lineups look like if that happens? hmm that's an uh, well, interesting like, question here
2: yeah and, and there's also like things to do with their with their uh with their contracts and if you burn a year if, if they steal it was it the ecl con- i'm like, I'm, like I'm, not, yeah, I'm not an expert with like rookie contracts and stuff obviously just the way i'm fumbling with this question
1: yeah um, so elcs right there it, it's it gets tricky that's when the word. you're yeah, talking yeah. about <laughs> guys who are waiver exempt guys you can send to the to the ahl guys you have to send back to their junior team so i don't think that you're going to see those guys all stay up Come comtois is going to get sent back to the queue that as to go back yeah. to the qmjhl um just because why not go let him light it up there and then play in the world juniors and develop another year um and you don't have to wave. you don't have to ha- like wave him and and give the opportunity for some other team to to pluck him off right that's not what you want um and then isaac lundestrom has said that if he doesn't get picked up to stay with the big club um, which i don't think he will either he's 18 and he needs probably some more time to marinate and get better he's probably going to go back and play in sweden so can't blame him there either he's already been playing with grown men and not playing in the ahl Why not go back to sweden and do that right in your homeland so i could see Kiefer sherwood staying up honestly yeah he's an energy guy he's been playing really well um I could see Sam Steele staying on board too, but uh, the two guys I think the odd men out honestly are, are Lundstrom and Comtois, and not by by effort, but just purely because they can go back to those teams without being uh, picked off by another NHL team.
2: Yeah. yeah, I can I can see that too.
1: And Troy Terry also he doesn't have to worry about being plucked either. I think he's I think he's waiver exempt as well, so he can be sent back down to the minors without anyone worrying about him either. So it would be nice to see Sherwood steal and Come To All Stay Up, but uh, I just I can't see it happening. Um, yeah, Eric West, uh, an old buddy of mine, decides to say, uh, "What are my thoughts, m- me, uh, on advanced stats?" That was for a bonus <laughs> show on Patreon. Uh, that is not to be discussed in post game shows. Eric. And nothing
2: makes nothing shuts my brain off faster when you say the word stats.
1: Yeah, no. You know, I it's like say, it's, uh, I understand. A lot of people either you love them or hate them. Most people aren't in yeah. between on them. I guess some people could be, but yeah, it's usually the way it goes. I
2: see the merit in him, but I can't. Uh, I can't hold a longer conversation about him. I'm like, yep, yep, those numbers sure say a thing. There you cool. go. Yep,
1: that's how. Yeah. We, yep, that's exactly what uh, their core c4 percentage was in relation to their shot uh, in relation <laughs> to the shots on goal total for the team. You're like, okay, you lost me. I'm done. Yeah, um, it's blacked out. <laughs> Pirate on Twitter says, "What was your take on the Richie deal?" We both said we like it. We both are supporters of Nick Ritchie. If you're talking about he is what he is, if you want to try to say he's a first overall draft pick and needs to be a top flight winger, that's not Nick Ritchie. Hmm. Right. Kind of still the same spot there. Yeah. And then the final question on Twitter comes from Justin. He says, which rookie do you guys think will be sent down and which will you, will you think will be sent that will stay up? I think we kind of just covered that. Yeah.
2: yeah. So look at us answering questions before we even get asked them.
1: 100%. Is there anyone in chat, anyone listening right now that has any questions? Uh, please speak up or forever hold your peace. We're running uh, towards the end of the show.
2: Uh, Gordon Bombay is upset that Eddie's not on the podcast. Oh, did he? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, I can't pronounce your last I can't pronounce any last name. I think it's Jimmy uh, Heesh.
1: Uh, Jimmy he said Heesh, I was yeah, close. I was he said I didn't, but- yeah, I didn't butcher it too bad. I know last time I yeah. talked about him.
2: <laughs> yeah, he said he wanted, uh, was it come to all to get the Gordy Howe hot trick? Oh, I think we're, you did we're too, both right with, we talked about yeah.
1: that is, is Kessler gonna get the hat trick or is comes gonna get the Gordie howe hat trick
2: yeah Let's see who else got here uh, over under 45 points for Lindholm
1: oh there you go I I'm gonna take um honestly everyone knows that uh that Lindholm's my boy and I always want him to pump up his offensive stats that way he can get some chances at getting a uh Norris vote some more at least get the conversation i think he's got a long way to go before he's able to get a trophy but yeah uh, i'll take the over on that this season i think he's going to get 45 plus
2: he's ready, yeah he already has what how many points already? Four.
1: i think he's got five i think he got his five, fifth point yeah. of the season tonight on that empty net goal um and the way the ducks have been playing their defensemen, they've been like pushing and pinching up a lot you see a lot of that happening uh this season where the defensemen are carrying the play into the zone
2: yeah yeah so, I, I, yeah i i feel good about that too Jason Lamb says, uh, "Why am I a homewrecker? Like, oh, yeah. hey, why are you a did...
1: homewrecker, Chip?
2: Yeah. Hey, I just asked to come on the come on the podcast, man. I, I'm just being a guest.
1: I, I feel like it's more their fault. I think they were they were both bad podcast husbands to me, and uh, yeah, they decided so not you gotta to be go available.
2: with you. Got to go with the side chick.
1: Yeah, I got to do that. Sometimes you just have to <laughs> for podcasting. All right, that'll wrap up the show tonight. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Chip, go ahead and plug your show. Where can we find what you do?"
2: Uh, so you can find my podcast totally off-sides. There's an S at the end. It's on purpose. Uh, you can find it at krock.com or if you download the radio.com app, it, it'll be there. Uh, but both of those places you'll be able to find it. Um, my episode for this week just went up today. Um, I had uh, Michael Lou, who was the 21st Duck. I had a little quick phone conversation with him, and we also talked uh, you know, the, the state of the ducks, much like we did today, and a lot about Star Wars and uh, video games. So. I cover hockey, but then we also veer into other stuff too.
1: No, it's a fun show. Like it's not just strictly hockey. I think that's what makes it entertaining. So go check her out. Please go check out totally offsides on her podcast and, uh, check us out too. You know where to find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter forever mighty. Check out our Patreon. If you want to get involved in some of those bonus shows, we're doing a watch party this upcoming Saturday, which uh, chip decided not to come to, she feels like maybe her band's more important. But, my uh, band is
2: playing a show, and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Wayfair. On if you're not coming to the watch party, go to the Wayfair on the twentieth.
1: Yeah, go check out Chip and her band. What's the name of your band?
2: Oh, uh, Well Hung Heart.
1: There you go. Go check them out, um, and if maybe Chip will be at the game with us on Sunday. I know that uh, Jason, Eddie, and I, and uh, my wife Michelle, will be with us there too at the Ducks game. Paul Karina, my favorite player, I might have tears in my eyes. So uh, I think we all look, will. Everyone's yeah, cutting onions in the Honda Center. One hundred percent. So I'll be there early. Um, We'll take care of business that day and uh, all cry together and say hello to Paul Korea returning back to Anaheim and being part of the team again. All right, everybody. That's it. Enough ranting. Thanks for staying up late with us, and we'll talk to you guys next game. See you guys.